0: We are I. When it comes to endurance activities, you know, it's it's interesting to me like the the psychology behind it for a long time i've always known that there's a part of me that does these very long very intense endurance things activities sports you know because there's a there's a part of that that's ingrained in me from a child because you know like growing up on a farm in southern alberta You know, that's basically like an endurance activity, a sport itself. There's always something physical to do. On top of that, when you weren't doing something physically on the farm, you were hiking around going fishing, or you were hiking around going hunting, or you were just out in nature doing things, whether that nature was a forest or badlands or whatever that may be. So there's always been this part of me that endurance physical activities is just ingrained in, in who I am. And I think that this is the reason why that my mind doesn't perceive these things to be absurd and why so many people think that they are. Because I guess I understand that 273 kilometers is a long time. It's a long duration of time. It's a lot of kilometers. But it's the experience. Like I'm not doing it to be able to come in the fastest time. I could be plus ten hours of the fastest time. It doesn't matter to me. Like that's why it doesn't need to be an an event. Because if it's an event, it's not necessarily a journey, a pilgrimage. And that's that's what I've always leaned in towards. I just want to know that I can do it. And simply, when you do these things, you're already putting yourself in a, a higher class of people. In regards to the, the people who think what is achievable and what isn't. But I have no intentions and no ambition and no thirst or lust or drive to be able to beat the best person at it. Or, you know, to be in the top three. I would just say, if I'm in the top ten, like, that would be great. But if I'm not, like, it's not something that I dwell on or lose any sleep over. It's just like, no, well, it would be great. But simply the fact that I could do it, I did it, it's done... That's what's important to me because it's learning things along the way. And, you know, when I ran the West Coast Trail when I was 30, you know, I'm going to pull moments of that into this, you know, Confederation Trail turning 40. But I tell people all the time, like one of the single best experiences on the West Coast Trail to me was when I looked down at my map and, you know, I knew exactly where I was. You know, and I went a little bit further, then I looked down at my map and I realized I completely had misjudged where I was previously by a large margin. And then I had an absurd amount to go in my mind, like what I thought was an absurd amount. It was only like another 10 or 15 kilometers. But when you think that you are at a certain spot and you're not, and you're that fatigued, and it's one of those things where I, Slept like shit the night before you know I'd been fighting multiple battles along the way with my hamstrings and calves cramping up. you know then you have the adrenaline, you have the excitement and you know I was running with three other people who were on the course, but we weren't technically doing it together. but you still feel a little sense of accountability there. The train is crazy, the ladder systems were crazy. The whole thing was just was nuts. So like when I realized that I misjudged where I was and I broke down in an in a absolute emotional mess on the ground. You know, I'm tears are running down my cheeks. I don't know how I'm going to go on. I'm like, what the fuck did I get myself into? And that moment, stewing in that moment and being like, making that choice, being like, no. We're just going to keep on going because this is what we're doing today. You don't have to run the whole thing, but you have to do it. You have to finish it. You have to... You walk or crawl or whatever the fuck it takes, but you have to finish it. I'm like, okay. And I get back up and I start walking. And I'm only a few kilometers further down the path. And Candace, one of the, one of the team members that I embarked on this with, comes running up behind me. And she's like, oh, hey, Blake. And like it was just a refreshment. You know, being somewhere and being broken and coming across somebody that you know you know, and like, obviously, I brought this person with me. You know, but it was completely random and just at the right time to be able to boost up that, that morale a little bit being like, secretly, the energy between us is like, come on, Blake, you got this, like, let's go. And so we did. And that one single moment there was the best moment. And I rode that for a long time. I tell myself that story all the time. Like, that's who you are. You're a person who can get broken down. You're a person who can get beat down. You're a person who can throw yourself under the bus. You're also the same person that's going to not stew or dwell about it, not bitch and complain about it. You're going to get back up. You're going to keep on going because there's a task that needs to be finished, a job that needs to be done. There's a goal that you want to accomplish. And you need to get it done. And that's all there is to it. I'm that type of person. I'm both. Because you can't be one without the other. I have to be the person that just fucking breaks down in the most absurd and grotesque way. To be able to even have the hope of doing things that may be perceived by other people as absurd and grotesque. Which if I just admit to myself, they probably are to me too. Because again, like everything in life, you can't have one without the other. How do you appreciate love unless if you've just been destroyed? Like, how do you appreciate money unless if you've been poor? Like, how do you appreciate people thoroughly and authentically unless if you have kids? Like, how how do you do any of these things? You have to have one to be able to have the other. And these are the moments that I want to create on this Confederation Trail while I'm doing this 273 kilometers. These are the moments that I want to create to be able to move forward. These are the moments I'm looking forward to. Like, what are the demons that are going to creep in? Like, seriously, what are the demons that are going to creep into my mind while I'm doing this? Like, that's what I'm actually excited for. Because whenever I'm working out right now, whenever I'm, you know, Working in the field, whenever whenever I'm working behind my computer, whenever I'm doing something at home, I'm like, no, we need to do more. We can do more. I need to harden the mind. The mind needs to be strong. I need to push the mind. The mind is my tool. My mind is my greatest asset. Because if I train my mind, my body will follow. That's my motto. If the mind breaks down, the body is going to go along with it. Your body is designed to be able to do physical activity, especially when it comes to running and walking, you're not carrying anything absurd, you're you are prepared for that. That is who you are. That is what you do. Bottom line, that's it. It's as simple as that. If you train your mind, your body will follow. So again, you just sharpen that tool, you put that pencil into the pencil sharpener, and you turn that thing. And you just make the nice fine point something that has a real straight edged line, something that looks really crisp when you're writing. And as you write down those words and you express how you feel, it gets a little bit more dull and a little bit more dull and a little bit more dull until you have to stick that pencil back into the pencil sharpener. And that's what I want my life to be. That's why I do these big and absurd activities because it's like, I need that. I need those pilgrimages. I need to stick my life's pencil back into the pencil sharpener and sharpen that edge back up because life itself makes that pencil fucking dull, real dull. You know, and as my life's pencil runs out, I want to look back at all the times that I sharpened that pencil. You know, because when I get to the end of the road of life's pencil, do I want it to be this tiny little fucking nub? No eraser. Or... Is that eraser going to look fresh? Not interested in, you know, erasing anything. I have no regrets. Obviously, I could have a lot of them, but I don't want to have any regrets. So that eraser nice and fresh? But there ain't no fucking pencil left. It's just this tiny little graphite pointy nub by the time that that runs out. I don't want it to be this long, lengthy pencil that is just broken down on the outside. I want to use every little bit of life. So that when that day comes, no matter whether it's in a day, a week, a month, or a decade or multiple decades from now, I want that life to be well lived. I want that pencil to be well used so the the journal of my life that that pencil has wrote in has a lot of rich stories to it.